Yo guys, what's going on? I am here with my husband, Eric. Coach Britt is doing a fucking cross country move. So she is unavailable this week for the podcast, but that is okay. Never fear. E-Money is here. Yep. You get me instead. So <laughs> it's like, you know, when you go to like a nice restaurant and you get like a nice fat juicy burger, that's Britt. Eric is McDonald's. <laughs> so fuck you, Eric. <laughs> it's like It's like you go to, you ever seen steamed hams? What the fuck is steamed ham? <laughs> Never mind. What the fuck? Uh, you expect some home cooked meal, but it's fast food instead. You're like, can are you canned spam? I'm I like, think you're canned spam. Can spam. God. No, but we have a nice little topic. So usually, you know, we talk about something sciencey and stuff like that. But this week, we're actually going to talk about um, kind of like our relationship and our marriage because that's mm-hmm. actually very popular on my Instagram because I'm pretty honest about our relationship and people really appreciate that honesty because it's not just like, rainbows and like magic farts it's like sometimes really bad farts and sometimes like moths so it's just we're being real but we also are going to talk about (laughs) date ideas while dieting because even though i've only been through like a couple of preps back in 2019 we had to really fucking adjust what we did to support that it was a lot of give and take and i think it's important to be honest and talk about not only you know your experience what Mm -hmm. it was like as like someone who was not in prep, but kind of unfortunately suffered the consequences of prep just because you were associated with me, but then also talk about how we managed to, you know, still grow together as people and support each other and love on each other with different date ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was a little bit of a learning curve for us because, um, you know, the, the way that I grew up, the family that I grew up in, my dad was kind of like a big foodie, right? So we like, we really liked traveling and going around and nice restaurants and trying different foods so when i you know when we started dating got back in high school (laughs) gross uh the thing that we would always do we all go and get good food right you know and it was it wasn't always fancy or expensive but that was like an always a part of a part of the dating that we did we did other stuff too but it was it was an adjustment when we first tried it right Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people like when they like, oh, you're going to go on a date. Well, where are you going to go to eat? Like, it's a pretty common thing. So it's like when you go on a date, usually it's to go out and get drinks or to go out to a restaurant. So Mm -hmm. it's like that's a very common thing in culture where it's centered around food or alcoholic beverages. So obviously when you're in prep, like you're not doing that shit unless you want to win or at least do somewhat well. So you're on your you're on your shit. So a lot of what we did is we would still go out to like restaurants but we would go to places where eric could get stuff to go and i'd have my little meal prep container and we would do like more picnics in a park yeah or something like that well we yeah we still did go out and get food sometimes as dates right um yeah i mean sometimes i just brought my meals and then we tried to make go to an establishment where it was less weird so like we would go to a pizza joint where it was like outside and kind of low mm-hmm. key so i could just kind of like whip out my meal prep container and yeah. no one could say shit about it i mean yeah it was still it's still a little sneaky right we definitely did some sneaking right uh but it was easier at places that were like well a lot of the places we would go to were like breweries because of yeah. obviously i love craft beer and you know maybe they don't have a kitchen they have like a food truck or something in yeah. an outdoor area so it was a little easier to do some sneaking 
when it came to that kind of stuff but no one no one ever came up to us and was like hey you can't have that in here you can't bring that food here for sure i mean like plus we were spending money at an establishment so right if it's not like food oriented chances are they're probably not going to say anything but we did go to a lot of breweries and you know usually breweries will have like a non-alcoholic beverage so like yeah water isn't fun but one you should be drinking water anyway and two Mm -hmm. i mean like it's not a sin to drink a diet coke it's not like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people talk about like optimizing digestion but for like crying out loud you can have like a diet coke on a date and probably not like it's, <laughs> just it's one get of those fucked. it's not a mortal sin it's one of those minor sins or something yeah i mean obviously <laughs> some people's digestion is more delicate than others but like you know i don't want people being like oh my god i had a diet so- it's a diet soda like you will be okay so like you know i might have a couple of diet sodas you just want to watch out for the stems too because it does have caffeine in it so yeah. that kind of yeah. fucked me a couple times but i mean we did a ton of stuff too that wasn't like food oriented you know like um i mean honestly the thing that we probably did more than anything else is we would take a well i guess i'll I'll take a step back for a sec when we were in your prep we were living in it's like when we're pregnant it's like when when we were were in prep (laughs) when we were in your prep i was inside of your prep too you were (laughs) you were you were were going through prep but i was also that's right anyways we were living in a downtown Charleston, right? Right off of one of the, one of, right off of like the major uh, street. So there yeah. was tons of stuff around us, tons of bars, tons of amazing restaurants, but there was other stuff to do too. Anyways, probably the thing that we did more than anything else is we would take um, walks and we would walk to coffee shops yeah. that were down the street, right? Like, obviously that's a little bit different if, in, if you're, you're in suburbia like we are now and you need to drive to get to a coffee shop or something like that. But you can still make it a point to spend time with each other. I think a lot of people are afraid to do dates that are not food oriented because it's like, they're not really sure how to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? So obviously when you're having food, you can have like bullshit talk about like, oh, how was your day, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, when you're going on other dates, that's not food focused. You're forced to talk to the other person. Yeah. You, you, you can't make the excuse of being busy filling your mouth. Yeah. So you yeah, exactly. So it's like, you have to learn how to have meaningful conversations. And I think during that prep, that was something that was really cool because we learned how to talk to each other. Like sometimes mm-hmm. our dates would be like, Hey, do you want to go do a walk and talk? And like, that would literally be a date for us as we would like, you know, I had cardio and steps to get in. So it's like, you know, unfortunately, you probably lost a little bit of weight yourself um, <laughs> and you had a lot of food to eat. But it was one of those things where it's like, you know, two birds, one stone. But I got to reconnect with you. It's like yeah. even though I was tired and I was definitely struggling at times, you know, we got to like enjoy the scenery or like visit a new place because there are still plenty of streets that we have not yet ventured down. So it was just like looking at different houses or looking at landscapes like that stuff was really fun. And then we would actually get to connect you know, as human beings as well. Um, so that was just really fun. And also we did like hobby things. Like, you know, that's another idea that people could do is like, if your significant other has like a hobby that, you know, maybe you wouldn't express interest in if you weren't dieting, but like, you want to try something new to distract you from food. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, There's yeah. not. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the interesting thing about a prep, right? Is a prep for you is going to take so much space in your life right? You're not going to have room for the other things that you normally do. So maybe these dates are a chance to uh, kind of experience the hobbies and the interests of the other person, 
right? Like, uh, I know we didn't do this in your prep, but something that we've done together um, is like going shooting, yeah. for instance, right? Um, and, you know, that was just like a like a fun third thing, something that I've been interested in doing for a while. And granted, something you've done before, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are scared of trying hobbies. And granted, I understand because eventually you won't run out of like physical and mental bandwidth to be able to do said hobbies. But when it's coming down to like, you know, managing stress, like obviously if the hobby is causing you like mental stress, then obviously get rid of it. But don't be afraid to try something new while you're in prep to distract you from the fact that you're going to be hungry and tired. Like try to find enjoyment in this time because, you know, you're going to do a lot of self-growth and self-discovery during it because it's going to show you how tough or maybe how, how weak you are when it comes to, you know, bird macros, if you have to like actually suffer for prep, but, you know, don't be afraid to like do things like go mini golfing or bowling. Like we were fortunate enough to go mini golfing and bowling a couple of times. And that was really fun. And I'll be honest, I don't like golf. I suck at it, but <laughs> it was more fun to like, just do those things. Cause they were different. And so we got creative with our dates. And honestly, I think one of my favorite dates was the time we went to like a bookstore and we went to the travel section and we planned our dream vacation that we'll most likely never take. But like that one to two hours where it was no phones, no mm -hmm. laptops, no fucking screens. And it was literally like we picked up a book yeah, like with paper <laughs> and we were like, oh, it'd be so cool if we went to like Spain or whatever. And we like got a book on Spain and like read about the culture. Like it was just so fun to dream and imagine mm -hmm. like a fucking little kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like. And full, full disclosure, I had to Google this, but it I think to me, like. The essence of what makes a good date is um, just like a, a, a third thing, right? So there's this poem by Donald Hall where he talks about, it's called The Third Thing. He talks about um, how he and his wife would spend time together and look at each other by looking at a third thing, right? So it's really just any one thing that can take both of your attention and by spending your attention focusing on this one thing, you are actually focusing on each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the fundamentals of what, of what makes a good date, like a shared meal. Mm -hmm. That's why that's so great. You get to focus on the food, right? And by doing that, you end up spending time together. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, one of our, one of my other favorite things was, even though I didn't really get to participate in eating the food is when we were cooked together. Like yeah. we would like pick out like a meal that sounded good to you, but like actually do it up. So instead of like going to the store and buying like, let's say like pizza crust, it's like, no, we would fucking make it from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, we were also vegan at the time. So that did like limit, you know, our food experiences out, which is why it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, when we were able to cook together, you know, obviously we didn't make vegan cheese. Um, actually, no, we did. We did the cashew shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Fuck, what a pain in the ass. I'm glad we're not vegan anymore. But no, it's like we just took experiences and we made them ours. And so really like the big thing that people struggle with is like, oh, I can't go out to eat. It's like if your date idea is always centered around food, you're boring. Your relationship's boring. Like you need to find other ways. No, I'm serious. You need to find other ways to love and connect with someone that means something to you. Mm -hmm. Like it can't just be around food. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's not a relationship. That's, I don't even know. It's like a food buddy. Like you don't have a food buddy or a fuck buddy. It's a, like a, a drinking buddy. Yeah, exactly. It's like have a deep, meaningful connection with someone. Like granted, yes, I understand it maybe starts with food and make maybe likes and dislikes, but like mm-hmm. get to know the person that like you are loving and loving on. Yeah. Just my my two cents. And then obviously like another idea is that definitely more if your significant other is willing to do this, it's like a gym date. Like actually like go to the gym, be training partners and then like, you know, go somewhere for a post-workout, like, mm-hmm. you know, have your meals ready to go and stuff. And maybe they could like either have their meals as well. And you guys, like I said, go to a park or something like that, or just go home and chill the fuck out. But it's like, you know, don't be afraid to allow your significant other into your world as well. Gym dates can be kind of hard though. They can be because like, obviously as a, as a competitor, the gym is your, your time for yourself. Well, sure. Right? And of course this is relationship dependent. Yeah. Like obviously yeah. like if your significant other would just wants nothing to do with the gym, don't drag mm-hmm. him to the gym. Mm-hmm. Or if you're one of those, that's like, you can't train with a training partner. Cause you're just so hyper-focused that you'll like snap at your training partner. Like, obviously again, like these are just ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, obviously different things work for different couples. Yeah. Right. Like you might, you might find it very easy to spend time with your partner at the gym. Like that couple in the gym who's constantly Lord. locked faces dude, with they, each other. They have, they have great gym dates, apparently. Oh my God, dude, literally like <laughs> this couple, the woman has a bomb physique and the guy is not a bad physique either, but it's just like, I get so uncomfortable when they're in the gym. Cause it's like, they're not like borderline fucking, but I mean, like, they're like, they're like one, like nip slip shorts like move away from like full-on penetration it's fucking gross but i digress i digress um the important thing is is you have to find ways to love on each other and to spend time with each other outside of food Mm -hmm. or even if you can suck up your pride which i did a lot of times like i had no problem going to restaurants you know eating my meal either before or after the date just so he would not feel like he was punished yeah because that's why sometimes like significant others have that give and take issue where it's like well, why am i being punished when you're you know it's your decision to eat less food to diet like why am i being um, punished by your dieting so like i sucked up my pride and again diet coke coke zero water seltzer water with lemon and lime like mm. that stuff is fine to drink and prep as long as your coach and again your coach allows it and digestion's fine like that's what i did and like yeah i probably looked like a tootsie roll just there with my diet coke while you were like smashing whatever but i didn't care yeah because yeah. you were happy you were loved and you know we had conversation yeah so, so we would go to we would go to pizza places or whatever <laughs> The cats should. I'm sorry. The cats are just absolutely fucking each other. The cats do not have a fucking each other up. I should say because <laughs> the they do, do not, not have a positive relationship. Do not love each other. Anyways, uh, we would go to like a pizza place or whatever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> just, just slapped her. Slapped her in the face. <laughs> uh, hilarious in an audio audio medium. Anyways, um, we would go to like a pizza place or whatever, right? And we'd just order a large pizza and they'd bring out two plates for it. And I would immediately give them back one of the plates like, oh no, we do not need this. We, we do not share. I will I will be consuming this by myself, please. I'm not going to lie. Like the server, like waitress, waitress's face whenever like Eric was like, oh, we don't need need two plates. They would like look at me super sad because I just had like my Diet Coke or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So I think it's really important to talk about kind of your perspective with things in terms of like 
how did it feel to be in prep with me, even though you yourself were not in prep? So like, obviously, again, we just talked about kind of the consequences of dieting and how that affects your relationship. So in your kind of experience, what was my prep like? Like what were the, some of the sacrifices that you gave up and what were some of the sacrifices that you saw me give up to make sure you were loved? Um, hmm. That's kind of, that's, you see, that's kind of interesting um, because it's not like, it's not like we lived a totally normal, average kind of lifestyle before you went into prep, right? And you kind of, in, in a way, kind of went into prep gradually, right? Because I remember after college, you did a big shred and then um, there was some other stuff going on and then you finally eventually went into, I'm a, I'm a little hazy on all the details, but you eventually went into prep, right? So, I mean, thinking back, like when we were in college, obviously we, we went out eating and drinking and that's what we did, right? Um, and I think everyone probably should slow down drinking once they exit <laughs> college. Uh, <laughs> Even in college. And we, we definitely did. And, you know, honestly, it was, it was hard to find... Um, things to fill that space and what was even harder was moving to a new city and you know meeting a whole bunch of my new co-workers and things like that right everyone who was starting together and the thing that they wanted to do was they wanted to go out drinking on the weekends right so it was hard not being able to like share that and I think personally I felt a little too awkward like wanting to go and have maybe a beer myself and like my wife have nothing at all. And I didn't want to put her in that situation. Cause like, honestly, if you're not kind of drunk, it's not fun to be in a bar. <laughs> and that's why I disagree. I disagree. I think it's amazing people watching. It's like when you go to the mall and you sit on a bench, you just watch like humans interact with each other. No bars yeah. are awesome. So we were, so, I mean, we were kind of already in that space, but, uh, when you actually went into prep, um, honestly, it was just, it was a lot of, more than anything else, the thing that was taxing was when you felt stressed out and overwhelmed and tired, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything to do with what we were doing to spend our time, right? Because like, I like a whole lot of different things. Mm -hmm. That's just part of my personality, right? So I don't really necessarily care if we're running around out on the town or we're sitting down inside and playing video games, right? Yeah. Um, so really the thing that was, was taxing to, was to see you stressed and frustrated and tired on the bad days. That's the thing that was taxing, right? And yeah. that's where you have to just, you have to be a supportive spouse, right? Mm -hmm. um, and understand that this is something that's important to the other person. Because it's, it's at the end of the day, it is, it is difficult to see your spouse doing something that doesn't make them feel good, right? Like, it's hard. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you have to have some buy-in. You can't be on the fence, like, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, because you, you will get upset with the other person for being so concerned about the fact that you only left them 95 grams of rice instead of 105, <laughs> right? Because like, <laughs> I mean, you know, to you, it, it, it barely matters, but it matters so much to the other person, right? So there's a balance between 
trying to to be there to help them understand that it's going to be okay and not everything has to be absolutely perfect and being supportive just when they're having a hard time all the real bodybuilders just like cringe they're like perfection or nothing it doesn't it doesn't really matter and that's the thing though it's like you're you'll never understand bodybuilding like you'll never understand that all or nothing mindset which i'm not saying it's a great mindset to have most of us like it's just do or die yeah it's not a jack of all trades type of deal which is exactly what you are you were the Mm -hmm. type of person that's Mm -hmm. jack of all trades which is why we work well in my opinion because you help me and not to be cynical but you help me to realize that one day we'll be dead yeah. And I know that's super harsh and super cynical. And you're like, whoa, Ash, where the fuck are you going with this? But it's like, one day I will be dead. And I want to make sure that I leave this earth better than when I came in. But also to understand that there is more to life outside of bodybuilding. I'm not saying that you should not take your prep seriously because you better fucking take your prep seriously because your health is at stake mm-hmm. and the dub is at stake. But at the end of the day, that's why reversing and taking an extended off season is so important because that's where you really get to give back. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the, the thing, the thing that I always, that I always say um, when I'm, t- when I'm trying to encourage you is, is that consistency is, is the key, right? Mm-hmm. Consistency in the long run is the key. And, and I think, I think it's, I think it's funny that you say someday we're going to be dead. Cause I know I, I said that the other week Yeah, is one of my favorite um, phrases is memento more, right? Remember that you're going to die someday. Uh, I used to say that every day when I was considering working late at work, right. Where I'm like, Oh my God, I get this, got to get this project done. Maybe I spent an extra 20 minutes, half an hour. And I'm like, I could easily spend another hour and a half here. And I thought I just sat in there and thought for a second, you know, someday I'm going to be dead. Uh, and then I would stand up and I would leave work. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, it's just, it's, let me put it this way. Uh, I have one precious existence and I'm not going to spend it weighing out individual eggs. <laughs> That's okay. I no longer weigh out my eggs to be fair. Thank God. To be fair. And also I would like to say, you said the other week, that was literally yesterday. We were driving from, from downtown. That was literally yesterday. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> The other and, and I said this, I think yesterday, too, as I always say the other day, and it could be yesterday or four months ago or like several, years several ago, years ago, several sometimes. Years ago. But no, I think at the end of the day, like it comes back to understanding how the other person feels loved and how the other person can love on you, which is, in my opinion, like one of the root like core principles of a strong and healthy mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. is like you need to understand like how you love on the other person and how you receive love. Because yeah. like, obviously you could, you know, cause I love you, but one of our main struggles in marriage is understanding how the other person felt loved. And for the longest time, I thought my love language was physical touch. But even though I love when you like scratch my back as you're doing right now, as soon as I said that, honestly, at the end of the day, like yes, quality time and physical touch are up there, but I feel most loved when I like, come home from working at the distillery Mm -hmm. and I see that you like did a spot clean of the kitchen, even if it wasn't like hands on your knees, Aretha Franklin, people from IG will know, uh, you know, clean house Mm -hmm. clean. It's still like, wow, he took time out of his day to just fucking straighten up. And I was like, holy hell, I love this man. In the same way I pick up your fucking pine cones because I know it. you like the yard to look nice. And so we have these pine trees in our fucking yard that like, poop pine cones just like all over our yard and it's so annoying it makes the house look not great it doesn't annoy me nearly as much as it annoys eric but i know that since i take care of our yard that you know once i'm done mowing 
I should pick up the pine cones too because it will make him feel loved. And yeah. it's small little stupid things like that that honestly add up over time. Yeah. We were talking, we were, we were talking about dates. We were talking about dates. Well, I mean, it's yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no, I'm not, I'm, remo- I'm not reminding you. I'm reminding me. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, we gave a good date list, but at yeah. the end of the day, like in order to make those dates count, you need to have substance. This, this is what, this is what I'll say. This is, I think, I think probably the big idea, the big thing that I learned in my mind, right? It doesn't matter so much what you do, right? If you're the partner and, and this, this goes to, to, um, you know, this would apply to any relationship where one of the partners is into something very, very time tense, a time intensive, right? Or takes mm-hmm. up a lot of their mental energy. It, it, I mean, it could be bodybuilding, it could be starting a business, it could be literally anything. Yeah. Right. For the supporting partner, you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You have to be flexible on what it is that you are doing, right? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really, really matter that much right? Some things might just be more difficult than others. They might take more energy than others. Like it's really easy to go out to dinner, right? Sometimes it's hard to figure out like a hobby that you can do together, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you have to be flexible. Yeah. And then for the partner who is doing something that's intensive, you have to be present, right? Yep. It doesn't matter if you take me out for a, a, a three-course meal, right? If in trying to participate, you spend the whole time stressing out about your macros mm-hmm. and, and asking 38 questions to the waitress, right? Like you have to, you have to make things work. That's understandable, right? But you have to be present. That's what matters, right? Yeah. So if you can't, if you can't do that, if you can't go out for food, then just have an honest conversation. Be like, Hey, listen, we can, we, we could do that, but it's not really going to be time together. Right. And maybe you figure out something else out. Right. Maybe you get some takeout and watch a uh, watch a movie. Right. And you have one of your meal preps, you know, something. So you got to be so one partner has to be flexible and the other one has to just make it a point to be present. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like one, you're not going to go to a restaurant and like order food unless your coach is giving you like an actual free meal. Like that's just I mean, you can do bodybuilding like that, but most of our people watching listening to the podcast are not going to do bodybuilding like that. Um. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we also say being present, it's not necessarily like just in your mind. Cause yes, you need to be emotionally and mentally present, but also like just stay off your fucking phone. Mm. Like it's, or stop looking at your check-in pictures, like stop obsessing over the outside world and come into your bubble yeah. and like spend time with your person. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds easy. And I understand how it's not because trust <laughs> me, we've been in, we've been together for what, eight years. Have we really? Yeah, we've been married for five. Married for when did we? This is twenty fourteen. Then we graduated. Yeah, eight. Yeah, years. Yeah, eight like years. almost eight and a, eight and a half. Yeah, so almost eight and a half years coming coming this Friday. Yeah, so eight and a half. Saturday, no, Saturday, eight and a half years. Yeah, so eight and a half years. So it's like we've learned this, right? I'm not saying we're we're marriage pros or relationship pros or anything like that. Like obviously, again, we have more time that we get to learn and spend together, but. Mm-hmm. This is what we have learned to navigate when it comes to like my bodybuilding goals mm-hmm. is to be flexible, but also to make sure you're present. And I think that's really, really good advice for really anyone, either even if you're single, like going into relationship, it's just knowing those two things help. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Good talk. Good. Good shit. Good shit. I like you, kid. Yeah. You're pretty, yeah. You're pretty cool. Yeah.
You like my Nintendo shirt? No. Okay. Well, also <laughs> another date idea that you know we forgot to mention. Um, we're not saying download video games illegally, but what we did is we did that. Um, and we no, we play- didn't. We definitely, we definitely legally obtained all the video games that we got. I definitely went through eBay and purchased fucking all the Mario Party Five for several hundred dollars. <laughs> but yeah, we actually played childhood video games. That was actually really fun too, because I was a big video game junkie. Yeah, growing up, we didn't play RuneScape though. I RuneScape stresses me out now because it's, it's not on because it's on its own. It's on it's not on a website anymore. It's like on Steam. Well, there's Rune, well, yeah, there's RuneScape Classic that you can still play, which is like the OG one that they had when we were kids. I don't know. I'm not going to all that work to remember my password. I, I think your account's probably gone. I think if it, there's certain levels of inactivity, it's probably probably dead. I don't think they keep that. You'd have to start over. Thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> you just you said you'd never even try to get it back, but just knowing that it's gone. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember someday that you're going to be dead. All right, guys. Catch you next time. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Peace.